Hello, everyone. Uh, this episode was recorded about two weeks ago. Uh, this was Carl and I's reaction to uh, the Leobor reform bills, HB 205 and HB 206, being uh, released from committee. And we, we're using reform here in a, in a, in a very, very liberal sense. Uh, reshuffle, I guess you could you could call it. Um, yeah, so this was our initial reaction. I think we stand by this. I think what's only what's happened over the past ten days or so is most people on our side of things uh, are are pretty um, resigned to the fact that um, this is going to pass the way that it is. Um, you know, um, this is a Delaware way sort of type of thing. Change the name of something, reshuffle some people, um, and there you have it. Voila, reform. So, um, yeah, I'm not pleased with it. I don't think anybody who uh, is on our side of things is pleased with it. I think I stand by everything I said in this episode. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to continue to push uh, for for more reform because this this isn't it. This is this is very weak stuff. Um, I'll save my my comments. Uh, I guess for everyone else within the episode, um, I think it's, you know, it's extremely disingenuous to think that this was a, um, this was anything but a, an inside job. Um, everybody knows that. Um, but this is the kind of stuff we have to deal with. You know, we're fighting every day for every, every inch. So, uh, anyway, without further ado, uh, here is our reaction. We're in a small group of, of friends, and uh, Jeff Skrain, friend and comrade of the show, is there um, talking to someone else. And I'm talking to Nurse Susan and another person. And I see Kevin Kelly. And I'm like, look at this. Look at this guy. He's been in the studio. I, th- I, I, I like the guy personally. Um, I think he, you know, he has a, I think he has a, He's a genuine dude. Whatever he says, he's not like he's not putting you on. So, I, 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 that's fine. But somebody's asking Jess uh, some history about Eugene because Eugene's just getting ready to come up and speak. <clears throat> so Jess is telling the person as he, he, you know, he sort of built this after this run for mayor. Drew and, and, and Eugene built out this big uh, network, Delaware uh, organizing sort of uh, s- system. And uh, yeah, he lost this multi uh, multi pronged race with all of these people in it to you know the conservative uh, corporate land you know the real estate guy. And really, there were people who diluted the the the, the, the progressive vote, and they should have dropped out. And then he comes walking by, and just goes, "There's one of them right now." <laughs> it was it was. The timing, I mean, again, she wasn't in control of the timing, but the fact that she knew how to drop it, you got to love it. Folks in the shadow of Rockford Tower, behind enemy lines, in the belly of the Delaware Way Beast. Uh, We're going to give you tonight uh, a little impromptu sort of chit-chat. I have a funny story about the Greek festival that I just walked back from. And, uh, And I also... 
have something to say about this, the Peapod or the whatever it is, the Leobor abomination bill. But I don't know enough. Like I need, I need details to really kind of pick it apart. And the one person who w- teaches me stuff is here, Super Producer Carl. So he's he's actually working three. Um, it's like he's like he's working at NORAD right now. He's working three different systems. Yeah, you got to stay on top of it. You're on. I mean, you're on top of it. There's no question about that. So tonight, the Greek festival was replete with. Uh, the normal politicos. Uh, I saw Chris Coons was serving uh, Euros uh, with a, with an, an apron, and I said, "I think I I think I said the break in his khakis uh, was larger than waves on the North Shore of Hawaii. They have to be at least two inches too long." The guy's a fucking U.S. senator for fuck's sake. That's Chris Coons. I also got a photo of the governor, but I've given up on that guy. The guy's beyond, there's nothing you can do about that. But I did um, have a brief conversation with uh, a friend of show, uh, Matt Meyer. And uh, there's been questions that we've sort of been posing hypothetically um, about what we would ask of a gubernatorial candidate. And I think at the end of the uh, at the end of this program, I'll let you know how Matt Meyer answered those questions. But you have to stick through the whole thing. Really, I should make you just pay for it. We should put this up behind a paywall, really. But so yesterday, uh, the the Leobor 2.0, you know, woke Leobor 2.0, is uh, has hit the hit the streets. In the committee hearing, and uh, it was an absolute fucking circus. Um, Carl, can you can you talk about what was submitted as the bill? Uh, when was it submitted, and how did it get to this committee standpoint, and then and sort of what happened in the committee? So just well, like, let's, let's go with the, the with the with the bill itself first, I guess. I think to understand the bill, you have to understand what happened before the bill, which is, I mean, we've covered this pretty extensively from. Its conception, which was after all the protests in 2020, the legislature formed the Law Enforcement Accountability Task Force. It had a bunch of subcommittees on different things. There was various wranglings and votes and this and that. And one of the things I introduced that got introduced sort of as a part of it was SB 149, the original Leobor reform bill that basically said all police misconduct records are going to be made public. So like if you need someone's uh, police misconduct records, you can basically FOIA it and you will get it. Um, even at the time, I think that was sort of said to be like, this is just a starting point. Like, we're probably going to have to negotiate it down. Uh, over the following months, Tizzy sort of had all these different uh, sort of stakeholder meetings. Uh, I think it was Tizzy and Kendra, if I remember correctly. I know Kendra's the house sponsor, but uh, they sort of did that and ended up with a new bill, SS1 for SB 149, that was introduced in March, I believe, of 2022. And a lot of advocates were not particularly happy with it because uh, the communication kind of broke down near the end. Uh, and so a lot of advocates had pulled support. And then also law enforcement didn't like it because it still had elements of uh, 
what it was supposed to do in terms of actual law enforcement accountability. And so it was sort of this weird, like, you couldn't get enough people on either side to support it. So it ended up not going anywhere. So after that happened, uh, basically, I don't know exactly what all the maneuverings were, but basically it was decided, like, okay, this is going to start in the House now. Uh, and specifically, it's going to be started by members of the Black Caucus in the House, and that I think generally meant, like, Mimi, who is now the whip, and Kendra Johnson, not Kendra Brooks. That's a that's a Philly person. It's a Philly. Sorry. Um, Philly, Philly, but a uh, different person. Yes. Uh, generally, I, I'd prefer Kendra Brooks in that Kendra seat, Brooks but, is actually far superior as a um, politician. That's yes. correct. But, uh, yeah, so... I can't really get into specifics, partially because I don't know all the specifics and partially because I don't want to blow up anybody's spot. But basically, my understanding is that there was two, there were two bills submitted to the Black Caucus or to these legislators. One was from the police, where it was like uh, some combination of the FOP or the Council of Police Training or the police chiefs wrote up a bill that was like, hey, here's our version of police accountability. And then another advocate group, uh, like a fairly prominent advocate group that should have some pull, uh, introduced their own bill as well, or gave their own bill as well that was like, hey, here's our version. We can't mention that group. No, we cannot. Um, But no advocate group heard back from the sponsors of these bills. Um, And it was sort of unclear whether we're actually going to see Leobor happen this year. And then suddenly, uh, last Friday, so... By the time this goes out, it'll be a couple weeks ago. But on June second, uh, uh, HB two hundred five and HB two hundred six were introduced. So HB two hundred five is the strict Leobor one, uh, and actually changes the name of Leobor to Podpat, which is the Police Officer Due Process Accountability and Transparency. So they're reforming Leobor because they changed the name, um, which deals more directly with like investigations and with um, Discipline and re- releasing reports. Uh, and then HB 206, which uh, establishes uh, the Post Commission, which is the Police Officer Standards and Training Commission, that takes on the duties previously held by COPT, which is the Council on Police Training. So it basically replaces the old thing with the new thing uh, that does basically the same thing. Um, and so, yeah, these are the two bills that were introduced. And the thing that I think immediately stood out to us on sort of the advocacy side, and I'm not hyper involved in this, and WFP is not like an official stakeholder, but obviously we work with a lot of people that are. Um, but the thing that immediately stood out was who are the co-sponsors on this bill? Because that's often when we're doing reviews of bills, you can o- often tell a lot by who's signed on to it. Not always. Uh, you always get some weird surprises, but... Uh, some names that stood out as being signed on to this bill were uh, Frank Cook, uh, Stephanie Bolden, Namdi Chukwocha, uh, Bill Bush, uh, Darius Brown. And there's some good people on it, too. Like, um, you know, we like Marie. Marie's on it. Um, I don't maybe agree with this particular decision. But, like, there's some names on there that you would not expect to see on a good police bill and then you see it saw a similar thing in HP 206 as well where it was Here, uh, here's the Bolden thing. Cook not uh, the uh, well. I don't I don't know if you're if you're at liberty to say but on one hand uh, look if you want something to happen and you've been convinced that this is something that can happen or you're getting something else from it I guess maybe you would consider putting your name to this 
it. I love Marie. But I just don't I don't see it. Like I don't see how that plays. Like I don't see cuz basically at the on the face of it without knowing anything. On the face of it she's basically making the Mimi Brown argument like something's better than nothing. Do something even if it's wrong and then you've done something. And that's sort of the argument. And so two things. I don't know whether I would be associated with that argument. And the other thing is like what's the what's the point? Like we're supposed to we're supposed to have supposed to be wielding power together and trying to trying to work on a project. And you're off you're off in left field sort of being like yeah, I mean we can something's better than nothing. So Marie, let's talk about it. Hit me up because I would like to discuss this because, you know, I love you, but this is weird. Anyway, I don't know if you can comment on that aspect of it. I cannot. Okay. Didn't think so. Well, I did. Yep, you did. Um, But so that was sort of the first thing we mentioned, like, or we first thing we noticed is like, okay, why are there police bills and they don't have like Medina or Larry or somebody like that on there, but they do have Frank Cook. Like, that's usually not a great sign. Well, that's a dead giveaway. Um, and then, uh, well, we can get into what happened in the hearings, but yeah, that yeah. that kind of gave away. So, that's, the, so, so what we're talking about, and the one thing that I'm not sort of clear about, I, I did see this the new committee that's like to meet the new bosses, same as the old bosses, yeah. but the, the, the other, the it's first post part. Now. It's not cop. Right. Different. Right. Just as like, it's it doesn't like, say cop in it It's anymore. like, it's like cop, cop pod or cop. Peepaw, pot pat, not Leo Bor, but Pot-pat. same thing. The first part of it sounds like a Dr. Seuss. Yeah, like it's village. so stupid. It's so stupid. <clears throat> what, what I don't know is what is really in the first part of it, like the administrative part of it, the yeah. documentation part of it. Well, let's is that is that any is, is there anything there like we were talking about like hey, you can FOIA stuff. It should be very easy. It should, we shouldn't have all of these strict rules for it all that stuff. Like what what's in that part of it? So, yeah, I and luckily a few of the DSP members worked with some other stakeholders and basically went through the bill and wrote up like sort of what it actually does and we can link that in the show notes, but I'll just try. I to don't want to call people we work with stakeholders. Um, I don't want to do that again. I mean, we'll just call them. We'll call them people, other ex- subject matter experts. I mean, it's a useful word. People misuse it. That's yes. been my contention. Well, you're you're right about that, but yeah. I think the misuse now is is uh, ingrained, indoctrinated. But yeah, so uh, broadly, it what it does one is that it. I, I will, I'll skip the stuff that probably we don't really care about. Um, but one of the big things is that it requires investigating agencies, so people who are doing investigations of um, uh, the police misconduct, uh, to submit a detailed narrative report within 30 days of the conclusion of formal investigation or disciplinary hearing. Who do they submit that to? To the post committee. Post oh, so the cops who are investigating the cops and the, send the, the think to the cops. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so then big the, circle jerk. Uh, circle circle jerk. Uh, and I guess there's also cases where the Oh, and then the Criminal Justice Council, which is not... CJ, Circle Jerk, Criminal Justice, um, I got you. They, so I think Post gets all of them, and then the Criminal Justice Council gets the ones that involve discharge of a firearm, serious force, uh, sustained finding of sexual assault, uh, and a few other, like, bad things. Uh, And then the Post Commission and the Criminal Justice Council are then 
tasked with posting those narrative reports on their sites. Uh, so I don't know if that's a, a may or a shall, which is one of the things we can get into later, because uh, that is a very big part of some of the issues with this bill. Um, and Could then, or are responsible to do. Yeah. Like shall means you got to do it. And may may means, means you, you may. You want to. Maybe, maybe not. Yes, exactly. Uh, and so then also they have to support, they have to uh, put out larger information, report that to the Criminal Justice Council, just around like trends and other stuff like that, like numbers of investigations. Um, and then one good thing it definitely does is uh, investigations must be completed regardless of whether the officer's employment with the investigating agency has ended. So if someone uh, like does something bad, gets investigated, and like quits, or gets fired, they still can. They still have to complete the investigation, which is good because people can't like get out of accountability through that. Um, and then also, so one of the issues I know that Missy brought up when we were talking about Leobor was uh, the defense counsel not getting stuff. So, are there is the current law in Leobor that if you are in a civil suit. Then you will get access. So if if you well, saw that's the, how we got the uh, that's how we got the stuff recently right, we about, about the, the shooting of Lamont last week, yeah. right? Now. So that is from a civil case. Uh, but defense cases, defense attorneys got nothing. So this does add some stuff. So all records retaining relating to sustained findings of misconduct relating to perjury, false statements, destruction of evidence, uh, can be given to defense attorneys uh, when requested by the uh, by the defense attorneys from the DOJ. Um, and then the DOJ may redact, not shall, may, uh, redact identifying information and medical history information under the authorized disclosure procedure. So that's sort of like the broad overview of like the things that it does. So the big, ta- like the big thing there is the detailed narrative uh, about the investigation, which I am totally drawn to blank on whether that was like an anonymized sort of thing or if all of them do get posted, but that is sort of like the big takeaway. Uh, and then some of the flaws that we sort of saw with it one is that that may versus shall thing. So there's a lot of things that they may do, but they don't have to. Um, and it is something that Mimi said, I know that was um, Cindy Romer was sort of pointing out in the, in the meeting, like, so why is this a, sh- a may and this is a shall, yada, yada. And Mimi did say uh, like, oh, you know, we're open to amendments for that to like strengthen it. So we'll see if that's actually true. But that is one of the big things is like, there's a lot of stuff that they're like, this could be a good accountability measure, but only if it's actually required and not just, um, uh, optional. And then the other big thing is um, one of the thing, uh, one of the things that was not listed there, but uh, new law enforcement officers will have to sign an agreement basically saying that their personnel file will be shared with new employers. So like if they did misconduct, then that information will be shared with any new employers. Uh, but that only is going to apply to new like people who are everybody else is grandfathered in. Yeah. Everybody else is grandfathered in. So those are two of like the big things, but like the main, the shell, and then also just sort of like the lack of like other stuff. I know ODS had pointed out, uh, like why do civil or why do civil cases get all this information? But like defense attorneys get like only a very narrow amount. Um, I know the ODS and the DOJ people got into an argument, um, and then they had to get shut down because they were not actually talking about the bill anymore. Yeah. I Um, mean, my, my, my view on that before we get to the, the hearing itself, we got to talk about posts as well. Oh, you want to talk about the... Got to talk about post. The, 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 and how it's not competent anymore. So you want to go through the... Uh, well, let, let, let me let me talk about the the, the first part, and then we'll yeah, talk about yeah, the let's second talk, part. We can talk about pot the, fir- the first about part post. is 
The first part is predicated on this idea that we have to take a very light touch. And I think even somebody, one of the one of the cop lobbyists that I, I read the thing in the news journal today. One of the cop lobbyists says, like, uh, hey, you know, this could be used against police officers and they could, they could go after them online or, you know, get their docs them or whatever. Yes, they could do that. Just like they could do it with, um, you know, the governor. Yeah, they, uh, we have public voter files you can buy for like yes, 25 Yes, just bucks. like they could do that with everyone. Yeah. But the thing is, what's, in, what's, what's um, implicit in that that you cannot say is that we we know that the we we know that we have to give these maniacs and animals a certain leeway that maybe the governor doesn't need to do like violence and so we know that that's like a fraught sort of issue so we have to give them special protection but just remember that but this whole thing is predicated on ensuring that there's a special sort of protection on the the files and the history and the work of these particular public servants, the whole thing's predicated on that, and it's and it's uh, it says something. Mm-hmm. That's it. Now let's talk about the new the new cop the, the, the different both posts. Post. Post. Yeah. The the new the new cops, not the old cops who yep. are reviewing the cop stuff. Yep. So it's actually called cops, right? Uh no it's post post there was the other previous thing was one cop. was copped okay we can't so have the cops cop. it was copped right C O P T and I can see, yeah look you got you need a new acronym everybody yeah. knows that because I think the fact that it had a cop in the name was probably not the best um so you know there's various stuff around like what it does but like we already talked a little bit about that in the last one so really the most important part about it is who is actually on the commission because. If the commission makes a bunch of decisions around police accountability and transparency, you probably want to know, okay, who's actually making those decisions? Uh, And it's a really weird list. Um, So first is a chairperson appointed by the governor with experience in law enforcement. So a cop. That's a terrible The attorney general, top cop. uh, Superintendent of state police, another top cop. Chief of the city of Wilmington police. Chief of Newcastle County police. Chief of the city of Dover police. Chief of city of Newark police. The secretary of education for some reason. Um, the president of the Delaware League of Local Governments, which is pretty cop adjacent, um, a mayor of an incorporated municipality in Kent. Same, same as the first one. Uh, so it's going to be, what's his name from Dover? Uh, the mayor of, uh, an incorporated municipality in Sussex. So whatever Republican they have in Georgetown or Milford, uh, the chairperson of the Delaware Association of Chiefs of Police. So another cop, the chair of the public safety committee. So Frank Cook, cop. Uh, the chair of the Senate Corrections and Public Safety Committee. That's so the worst. That's Marie. That's Is good. It? That's Marie. Uh, I think we we might have just did we just answer our question from before? And you again don't you can wink once if yes, wink twice if no. Like I think maybe we just answered the question that we had before. Well, it's HB two hundred six. That's different than HB two hundred five. Um, uh, but they're both like like a package, right? Basically, yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's. So that's yeah. 14 of the members, and then there's three members of the public appointed by the governor, one religious ex- leader with experience in reentry, very specific, and two people who've been impacted directly or family member caregivers of those impacted by the criminal justice system. That's a garbage committee. Yeah. So that is. 17... It's a bunch of cops and like three 
potentially regular people, but like you said, it's like narrow, yeah. like who's picking the narrow, who's picking the two people that were related to two people? Like The governor. Uh, and so I will note that uh, that could technically apply to Melissa Minor Brown uh, because she is uh, married to Granville Brown, who is someone who's done a lot of work in reentry, and he was in the prison system himself for a period of time, and she's married to him, so she could theoretically be appointed to that committee. So, like, it's it's a very broad group of people because being impacted directly or being family members to someone who's impacted impacted directly by the criminal justice system is, like, a pretty broad... Um, yes. And then, so, as people... As they sort of point out, there's 17 members of the committee... At least eight have to be cops. And that's um, not mentioning like the AG. It's not mentioning the mayors who might also be cops. Franklin uh, Cook, who's not a cop Frank now. Frank Cook, who's not a cop now. Like, so realistically, the majority of this group is going to be cops. Or like, like the head of the municipality of somewhere in Kent, which is like the person who hires the cops. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like the same with like in Sussex. Like the one thing that the Sussex like town manager or mayor does is they like deal with the police hires the cops yeah. basically yeah so that is what the post commission is uh, and then they are the ones who sort of deal with those investigations and uh, police accreditation and other stuff like that terrible bill don't like it I'm glad that I now sort of know what the what the issues are and they are what I thought they were. Um, let's go to the hearing. Right. We had a committee hearing uh, in a committee room in Dover. We know the place is fucking cursed. I've said it over and over again. I can't express to you, dear listeners, enough. If you've never been in there, don't go. It's bad. Uh, but so we have a. Is it was this a ten o'clock? Was this a noon? This Let's, is a three p.m. A three p.m. So this is a three p.m. People can get out of work early. They can go. They can get riled up. It's three p.m. Uh, is this a Judiciary Committee? This is the Public Safety Committee, which is worse than the Judiciary Committee. Public Safety Committee. Yes. Chaired by Franklin Cook, right? Yes. Chaired by Franklin Cook. <clears throat> they have a public hearing on these two bills that we just explained. Yep. Which, so you... the hearing was four days after the bills were introduced. Correct. Thank you for reminding me to say that. So bills are introduced late last week. They immediately push them right into public hearing because um, again, let's not kid ourselves. We're not going to we're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe yeah. situation. Uh, so they have the hearing. Um, how'd that go? Not well uh, from my point of view. Uh, so up first was the post bill because it's, it's a simpler bill essentially. It just creates this committee and says what it does. Um and so I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Cindy Romer with this, who I had not talked to beforehand. So, like, she is, you know, doing her thing. But she had a lot of good questions about, like, hey, this is, like, all cops? Question mark. Um, and it should be noted that Representative Romer was the, basically the only person who asked questions about either of these bills, which I think goes to show what this committee is like, essentially. Yeah, I, I, I asked around today, and uh, actually both people who I asked sort of how it went yesterday both shouted out Cindy Romer, yeah. so I was like, the, you know, the the the, the spirit of Kowalko lives. Yeah, because she, um, well, one of her before she ran for office, she was on the police working group. Like she did a lot on Leobor before, so like this is something that she cares about and has done a lot of work on. 
Um, so, you know, she asks these questions, and then Kendra, Kendra Brooke, or God damn it, <laughs> Kendra Johnson. You can't get it out of your who, mind. Uh, That's is, a good one. You want you want to think about the good Kendra, not yeah, the bad. Yeah, I really one. do. Um, but Kendra Johnson basically answered being like, "Yeah, I think it's fine. I don't have any issue with it." Yeah. Uh, great, great feedback, Kendra. Thanks. And so, she like her opening statement was kind of like a little bit not great about just like you know this is such a great it it was it was implied that it was being a little bit shitty to some of the advocates but she didn't really outright say it um and so public comment happens and then a pattern arises that i certainly uh began to notice which is all the advocates all the people who are like aclu urban league and wacp were against the bill they spoke out against asked it to be tabled and the Council of Police Chiefs, the FOP, uh, the League of Local Governments, uh, Robin Christensen, I believe is his name, the mayor of Dover, they were all in support of it. Uh, and then Cindy asked for it to be tabled. She made a motion to table. Nobody seconded that motion. And so the bill passed with all but one vote, including all the Republicans. So this post-committee bill, this wonderful police reform bill was not supported by anybody who supported police reform. It was only supported by the cops and the Republicans and the most conservative members of the house Democrats. So I think that kind of set the mood for like, okay, yeah. Like what we had kind of assumed is indeed correct that this was like basically done behind our back with the cops and they're just going to shove it through, which opened us up to HB 205. And Kendra had some, like, jabs. If Kendra was throwing jabs, uh, Representative Minor Brown was throwing punches. We continue to hear that nothing was done. I just named the whole list of bills that were passed by the DLBC over the last three years. I understand the frustration that my community has. I understand that. What Mousy said, I get it. I get it firsthand. I live with a man who did, I'm married to a man who did 11 years in prison and has adversely been impacted by the criminal justice system. I get it. Somebody has to take a stand. Somebody has to do it. You don't advocate for change by walking in here and saying, let's not do this bill. You advocate for change by saying, let me talk to the bill sponsor. I'm the president of the NAACP and we deserve to be on that commission. Let's not throw the bill away. Let's use our power to figure out how we can be involved. That's how we advocate for change. You can be on the side of doing nothing, or you can be on the side of doing something. I choose to be on the side of doing something, because I do not choose to stand and do nothing. Any questions? And then she's like, oh, yeah, I have ODS, I have DOJ, I have, um, I think it was the police chiefs. And so... Uh, they very, you know, they, there was expert comments and Cindy once again asked a bunch of really good questions. Uh, Kevin O'Connell from ODS was there. He answered a lot of good stuff. Uh, him and the guy from DOJ got into an argument, which was very funny to see. Just, you know, very classic. Kevin O'Connell, shout out. Still getting him on. He'll be, he'll be in here, folks. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he was like, oh, you know, we don't want to kill this bill. We want to amend it to make it stronger. Like, something's better than, like, he did the songs better than nothing, but like. But, but clearly, like something's better than nothing. Also, we're in. amending this. Yeah. So he's on like the he's on the May Shao sort of bandwagon too. Oh yeah, he's a big Shao guy. Um, yeah. 
Uh, and he even said in the public comment, like, this is not a good bill. Yeah, but, which, which was also quoted in the article that I read. Yes, which I, I enjoyed that a lot. Because he did do the, he then did do the but, like, we Right, well, well it's funny something. because I read the article first, and then I talked to some people, and they were like, he was actually supportive of the bill with these sort of, like, these things amendments. amended. Yeah. Uh, but clearly, like, ODS, it was, which is weird that she called him up, because clearly they had not spoken beforehand. Because he was, like, going in on certain aspects of the bill, and, like, yeah, no, the whole thing was absurd. Uh, and then once again, same thing happened. Public comments, all the advocates spoke against it. it got a little bit fiery at times. Uh, you could tell Frank Cook was not happy about it. Uh, and then uh, the police didn't really speak for it, but like Jamie Leonard from FOP also started being like, oh, this one cop, the, you know, the guy who got fired from Dover PD and then went and, and killed, killed the, the guy. guy? Yeah, yeah. He was like, Webster, Webster. Yeah. He was like, Oh, and just to correct the record on him, and just goes into this diatribe. It's like, actually, it wasn't technically this type of misconduct. Bro. Like, Dude, what are you doing? Then you're saying that it's wrong. Right. If, 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 if you're saying that you can figure out a way that this w- wouldn't even apply to that, then what you're saying is well, he it's no he, good. He wasn't even talking about the bill. He was just talking to like— Oh, uh, he's just going off. It was just, it, someone had made a comment about the guy earlier, and so he was like correcting the record on him. It's like, okay. Um, then at the end, before this vote, Frank Cook is like, all right, let's fucking go. Uh, and so he gives his speech, which is like Mimi's, but like times two. And actually, the mics were really poorly set up. Um, Tell you what, the uh, the committee situation, the hearings, the whole the logistics have been bad. Let's be honest. Because right, he good. was like yell, like he, his voice was certainly raised, but he wasn't like screaming. But like still, every word, every other word was like peaking in the audio, so you could barely hear what he was saying. Uh, but he was, he did the same thing of like we had this process for three years and like. We've been so productive, and people say we have. Oh no, that was Mimi's thing. We people say we haven't done anything, and I'm offended Good. that people say this. Good, uh, because cares? we passed these other bills. I love that um, they do that because you're like, I'm. A f- you made me mad. Who gives yeah. a shit? Fuck you. Um, and then Frank Cook does that thing as well. Like people have asked me how I've gotten so much done. Uh, yeah, you haven't gotten anything done. You guys all had, and he started calling out like groups by name, yeah, like yeah, ACLU yeah. and ODS, and yeah. Uh, so he just goes on a rant against all them. Good. Um, and. See, I'm I'm actually happy that people were called out my name and that they're so mad. Yeah. Because b- before they could, would be able to push that through without having to do that. Mm-hmm. So this is a step in the process. I feel. But um, and so yeah, the thing passed unanimously because I know Cindy, I know like Kevin O'Connell from ODS and a couple of the people said like let's release this from committee and then try to get amendments on it rather than let's not release it from committee. Whereas the post commission, people were like let's just stop that outright because it's just not good. Um, and so that happened and like the point that really got under my skin in terms of just like, and the news journal, what, you know, the news journal reporters who I love, um, I did not like the framing on the story that they wrote about this because I, well, that, that was the thing because all I got was like the vibe afterwards from like you guys. Yeah. And then I read the story this morning and I'm like, again, they go out of their way to be like uh, like neutral about it. Almost. Well, and that's the the thing that bothers me is that like they're both sides. Like everybody both sides everything. Like that doesn't bother me. It's just that if you're going to both sides it, do the proper research into like okay, but which side is like based in their claims and what? Because they said that like oh, the advocates said that they were not included in the process. Like that's because they weren't. Because basically, what Frank Cook and Mimi Brown made the claim was like. We've had a process. People were invited. People were involved. 
And you can't just like bitch and moan now that it didn't go the way we that you want. We did a episode, a full fucking episode. Yeah, with Crystal about Womack. yes, about everybody who was involved, who was shut out of the process, yeah. who literally went public to with a letter that 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 basically said we have no we have we're, this is a vote of no confidence <laughs> yes. against this group of committees that are shutting us out systemically and we're not being heard. Yeah. And then this fucking bubblehead ex-cop can come in and be like, you guys were in the process. Dude, we have, we haven't, not only do we have receipts, these people took, this group took the additional step to put it in public writing and say this. There was a news journal article. There was a news journal article about it. And you'd think the news journal would reference the news journal. Yeah. When the news journal article at that time said all of these groups that were you know, involved that we we patted on the head and said you can you can log into the Zoom. They were being disenfranchised and not listened to, and pushed to the side. And so they took the step to go public with a vote of no confidence. So that's what happened. Not that they were involved. Not that Franklin Cook's a fucking liar. Well, okay, and I want to dive into that even more because at least. With the Law Enforcement Accountability Task Force, they were at least still in the room, technically. The result yeah, of that I mean, task they were force, in the room, but the, but the, the result reason... of that task force was the... SB 149 and SS1 for SB 149. HB 205, HB 206 are not, other than the fact that they are broadly Leobor reform, they are not connected to that previous process at all. They were bills written by police provided to members of the Legislative Black Caucus, which has a whole other story about that organization. I, yeah, they're, they're, um, we're, we, we have people we can talk to about that and bring them in. But none of the advocates, ACLU, ODS, uh, the family, like Keandra, Lakeisha, um, anybody that was involved in these processes, obviously not Doug P, but I think that goes without saying. Right. Um, we don't I have will lawyers. Say this. I will say this, though. I think it's very interesting. That all of the news and all of the gossip and all the talk is how these groups got called out by name. Mm-hmm. League of Women ACLU, Voters. ACLU. The Le- they, who, were, they were spicy. Who calls out the League of Women Voters? Yeah. So the League of Women Voters, the ACLU, the Metropolitan uh, Wilmington Urban League, yeah. the, uh, the ODS, the, the Public Defenders. You notice who they didn't call out? They didn't call out Working Families But we party. didn't testify. Well, here's the reason. Because they don't, you're, you're next. You know, Larry Mitchell got got the fucking shit canned, right? Uh, lots of lots of retired cops have been fucking uh, retired early from the fucking state uh, legislature. And so, why don't you call? Why don't you call them out? Hey, I'd love Big it, guy. It's a good. It'd be a fun uh, little. Yeah, we'd make you clip. a fucking meme. We'd make your your fucking bubblehead. A goddamn meme. So call out Working Families Party. Yeah, I. I but I, so the point of that anyways, was basically go ahead, that. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Like at least there was a, but they were implying that the, this was a result of the Law Enforcement Accountability Task Force, and it wasn't. It was a completely separate process that had zero transparency, zero advocate input. None of these groups that were even involved in the Law Enforcement Accountability Task Force, even if they were, sort of kept out, like at least they were there. None of them knew about it until Friday, June second. 
So I mean, it, we were it's, asking, it's a lot. we were asking two it's weeks ago, where's this thing gonna what, like? What are we gonna get? And we knew when we asked that it was gonna be bad because nobody had heard hiding her hair of it. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, no one's heard anything. We know it's going to come out in June with three weeks left in the fucking part-time session. Nobody knew a thing about it. So, yeah, n- nobody's, nobody's buying your fucking tough guy act. It's garbage. But, I mean, so it's voted out of committee. Yeah. So we, 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 we assume it's going for a vote within the next two weeks. Yeah, it wasn't on the floor today, but I assume it will be in the next two weeks. And then it would head over to the Senate. So it sounds like it's, it'll, it'll probably pass. Yep, and then they'll say that they did police reform. They'll say they did it. It's done. But we did it, folks. We did it. Yeah, and that's the thing, which is... Um, uh, this is the point I've been making in some private conversations, which is, like, the argument around, like, Either, oh, we stop it and then we come back next year and, like, have a stronger bill. Or if we, like, let it pass and it's like, oh, it's just the first step. Because that's the argument that everybody makes. Oh, it's just the first step. Um, I don't think Mimi and Frank are making this argument, but other people See, are. that's the problem. That's the problem. Because there is something to say for Well, that. no, no. Let me finish my thought. Okay, go ahead. Which is either one of those scenarios is completely irrelevant if the current leadership stays in power. Because not, we're not going to get anything better than this if current leadership, current chairs of these committees if those say the same we're not going to get anything better regardless we need to elect new people and we need to get a new makeup of the house public safety committee like if we don't do those things then we're not going to get anything better whether we pass this bill or not that's right no i think that's absolutely right um you know i do there is something to say for sort of like blowing up leobor into something else because now it's not that thing, and so it's 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 it is technically from a political standpoint weaker, because it's not the thing that you've been defending. It's some other. It's like a secret third thing. So it does it does weaken the the rhetoric around it a little bit. But like I'm not. I wouldn't sign my whatever to whatever extent that's true. I wouldn't sign my name to it being good. I would just be like, well, okay, they blew this thing up. They put another thing in its place. It's kind of the same thing. It is the same thing. They they changed the name, but they didn't actually change that much of the, right, right, <laughs> the right, bill. Right, I mean, I, again, the last thing I'll say about this is that maybe I'll break character a little bit. Like, something gives Franklin Cook the right to lie and to call people out. Whatever that thing is, I think we, whoever you think we are, should start to utilize that same thing. Uh, I feel like we, whoever we are, feel like, you know, we have to take that we have to take that spanking. That's you know we go up there. Well, we we we're gonna we're gonna ask you to table it, and then ultimately we don't table it, and we all take a they all we you know they piss in our fucking face. I think there's a way uh, to uh, respond or or sort of deal with that 
that's a little more proactive. And I and I, I ask everyone to sort of think about that. The tricky part is is twofold. One, it requires people to not talk about the difference between may and shall, although the difference between may and shall is quite substantial. Quite substantial, very important. Still a very important argument to make. But the real argument is about like do why do cops have why do cops need special treatment again? Like, yeah, why are you so worried that like people will do this to cops? Why why would that be? Like we need to change the whole fucking discussion. Because uh and, until we realize that the the concept behind it is stupid and it makes us look bad. It's embarrassing. We're not gonna we're not gonna get anywhere. We're gonna be talking about like clicking clicking little knobs to this way, this way, rename the you know, we'll we'll let two people that the governor picks on the task force and we'll rename it, but it's the same fucking thing. You know, it's not gonna work. You know. It's 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 disappointing. It's 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 disappointing that uh I think this is a, again, we talk about it all the time. It's another good example of uh, the Delaware way. You posted that, you're like, this is this is it. There's there's nothing there's literally nothing I can do to describe it better than this what just than happened. what they did, yeah. <laughs> That's it. It reminded me a lot like cuz I I had written that stakeholder which we had talked about the stakeholders piece last year. Uh and it wasn't directly in relation to Leobor, but that was like going on while it was happening. It was, it was actually in reference to like a very minor bill uh around like some sort of mandatory report. I forget I forget exactly what it was. But it was, like, that was the one where it was later. But, like, these things happen fairly often where it's just, like, well, that's it. Like, that's that's what we're talking about. They're doing it. They're um, doing it to us. They're doing it to us right in our face. Yeah. They're doing it in our face. And sort of what I said about it was basically, like, it's not about being polite. It's not about being in the middle. It's not about this or that. It's essentially about setting a setting the boundaries with firmly within the comfort of power uh, of, like, you know, we have to do this, we have to do that, like, we can't do that, and basically anybody, any person, any idea, any bill that falls outside of that is ruthlessly suppressed. Yeah. And this is why I think someone like Shanae, who we just talked to, is so important. Because I, she takes it to that level. She's operating at the level of, like, there's no reason, and and, it, and maybe... Maybe she, in, in, you know, contextually, she's in a in a place where, you know, it doesn't really matter what she does, but it does matter, and not not from a council standpoint, but from a public standpoint. So she doesn't have; she can call it out, and just be like, "No, we're not. I'm not. I'm not getting involved in that. That's fucking stupid," and and just and and just be done with it, and challenge some of these things, and be adversarial. You know, I'm glad to hear Cindy Romer did. Yeah. But then once again, she's like, yeah, I, I made my points in the committee hearing and now I'll vote for it. Because, uh, you know, because sort of Kevin O'Connell equivocated a little bit. Fair enough. But like, again, yeah. but it can't that's, just... not gonna, that's not going to work. Well, the thing is, that that's why I brought up the point about the committee. It can't just be Cindy on there. It has to be Cindy and Medina right. and Larry. And like, it's got to be... It can't just be one person because one the... person... I know never you, I, you're, you're correct. Here's the problem. Shanae, I mean, even Shanae said it. it was like, it can't just be me. Correct. 
Here's the issue. You're not going to say anything, and that's perfectly fine. We'll move into the fun part. But talk about Larry, Medina, Marie. She's on the fucking one of the bills, dude. Like, I again, I got nothing but love from Marie. We sat in here before anybody even said she was going to run for anything. I sat next to Marie at Carrie's mom's fucking funeral. I got a very, I have an emotional attachment to Marie. She shouldn't be on this fucking bill. And she's part of the Working Families Party sort of cohort. We won't, we won't call it the other C word. We'll call it a cohort. And so, like, I don't know, I don't know how that works, man. I don't know how we move forward from that. Like, how do we, you're right. We need more people. Then we get more people, and we're in this situation. I don't know. You don't have to answer that, but you understand what I'm saying. I do. Hello, everybody. Uh, This is Carl recording from the future. It's actually uh, June 22nd, so uh, almost exactly two weeks after we recorded this first episode, uh, and the day that... HB 205 is coming to a vote. So I just want to give an update because things have happened since we recorded this episode. Uh, So first of all, there is a substitute for HB 205. So HS1 for HB 205, the updated uh, PodPat bill, was released last night. And it is up for a vote uh, today. So by the time you are hearing this, it will have already been voted on and most likely, as far as I can tell, have already passed. So... The bill is better now. So a few of the changes that were made, uh, and I I have not personally read through the whole thing, but these are summaries that were sent to me. So it opened up more information to defense attorneys, which is good. Uh, It changes a lot of those mays to shalls, especially for uh, victim complaints and investigations, which is uh, actually a pretty substantive change, which is really good. Uh, It puts a timetable on when those narratives that are given to uh, the Criminal Justice Council and the Post Commission, when they have to be published, so it has to be within 30 days. Uh, So that's a lot better than the year that it was before, so that's that's a big good change. Uh, And then the Post Commission added a slot for the NAACP and added some requirements for the non-police members. Um, So I don't know exactly what those are because the changes to the Post Commission have not been have not been posted yet, but. This bill's going to pass. Uh, there's not really that much we can do about it. Um, if I understand correctly, there's going to be a press conference from some of the advocates. Uh, as I mentioned during the episode, WFP is not one of those official stakeholders because we work with a lot of people on issue campaigns and we work with legislators. But, uh, you know, we obviously have affected members in our membership, but we want to leave it to the people who have more expertise. Uh, but, yeah, so the bill's going to pass uh, whether we like it or not. Uh we have several of our members that are, are very committed to making sure that something else happens next year. I'd reiterate that, like, no matter what happens, you know, things need to change uh, in how how these bills get run. Uh, regardless of what the actual outcome of the bill is, the process of locking advocates out, I think, is just unacceptable. And I don't know if that is going to change, but I think that's something that we can make a stand on. But... You know, this bill, probably not getting stopped, uh, and more needs to happen, and we're committed to making sure that more stuff happens, and yeah, 
I don't think anybody feel goes, feels good about it at this point, but I uh, wanted to give that update on sort of where things stand right now. All right. Greek festival story? Yeah. Walking out uh, onto Broom Street. <clears throat> Not going to say what I was doing. I was smoking a joint. Who do I see walking in? Matt Meyer. With his new chief of staff, body person. What do you call that person that walks around with the other body person? Body person. Body yep. person. You do call it that. I didn't know if that was like what that was. So I'm like, Matt Meyer. And, of course, he's got to be like, oh, look at this guy. He he introduces me to his his, his new body person. It's a woman. I wish I remember her name. I, I don't. I apologize. <clears throat> and I said, I got him. He goes, why haven't you had me back in the bunker? I'm like, don't don't play games with me. I asked you to come in to announce your uh, gubernatorial campaign, and you didn't. He goes, what do you mean? I was like, we all saw the video, dummy. He's like, what, that leaked out? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, nobody's laughing at that. That's ridiculous. I said, look, you can come in any time. I'm going to tell you right now, there's two questions that I'm asking anybody who's running for governor. And I said, the fact of the matter is, right now, you know, it's a garbage race. I said, Bethany and you, you both stink as far as I'm concerned. Now, he's laughing. His his body person was like, oh, my God, this guy's a fucking he's a crazy person. Now, I am a crazy person, but I'm also very smart. <clears throat> So after Matt stops laughing, he says, what are the two things? I said, number one, we need to ensure that the retirees of the state of Delaware get what they were promised. Not some privatized fucking bullshit health care. The fucking Medicare that they were promised they should all, and, 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 and retirees, um, spouses, uh, all that stuff. It's bullshit. And uh, he did admit that that was the promise. You know, that was what they were promised. But then he says something that made me very angry, to be honest with you. He said, you know, the one thing I don't know and why I haven't really come out and said anything is like Carney and all of Carney's people, you know, have the numbers. This is where Saran Cade comes in again. We see you. And I said, Matt, the numbers don't fucking matter, bro. State pensioners deserve full health care that they were promised. That's it. Doesn't fucking matter. Number two, what we just talked about, Leo Bohr. I said, Matt, John Carney, garbage, has no, no vision, has no agenda. You, you listen to the state of the state address, he doesn't say anything. I'm looking for somebody to go and say, this is my agenda. I want from the legislature. Imagine this. Imagine this. We haven't had it because of Carney. The governor says, I want from the legislature something significant to hold police accountable. Not this garbage, Franklin Cook garbage, fucking Mimi Brown garbage. Something significant. And I want you to use the, 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 the office of the governor... To fucking do shit. 
not be what fucking Carney is. Garbage. And again, he, he understood what I was saying. He said, this bill isn't great. He's like, what I would like to see is the holy obor uh, fucking repealed and just come up with, you know, if there has to be some protections, you know, we come up with some, you know, protections in, 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 in rare instances to make sure that we're protected. I said, I, I already don't like what you're trying to do. You're trying to fucking razzle-dazzle me and say, well, we need some protect. We don't. No other public official has those kind of protections. Whenever we say that the police need particular protections, what we're saying is we're asking them to do something that's very bad and we don't want to know about it. I'm not cool with it and I'm not signing up for it. But uh, he was very, very nice with his time. Um, he, he did say he would like to come in to, uh, to the studio and interview me. And I said, I, I look forward to it. I don't know what questions he would ask. I'd be very interested in that as well. I, it seemed Is like he bringing his own producer as well? Or? <laughs> That's a great question. I mean, it was an interesting concept. I mean, does he know that we've already done that, though? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You and Margaret. Is that the one year or is that the two year? That's a great question. It must have been early because because it was you and Margaret. It was after Margaret had already. But she came back. Yeah, she came back. She was here. Yeah. Right, right, right. Shout out to Margaret. I hope she's doing well. She probably is. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Well, folks, uh, here's here's where we're at. I'm getting ready to plan a, a great episode in about a month or two months' time, six weeks, with the biographer of, of Gloria Richardson. Uh, Joe Fitzgerald is a professor of history at Cabrini College in Radnor, just down the road, and uh, he seems interested in, in getting the whole bunker experience. He was like, I would love to do grilling. He's like, I'm a vegetarian, but I, I'm like, buddy, I know what to do. No, don't worry. So uh, look out for some Gloria Richardson content. We are going to have uh, probably a, an interesting show after the session ends so that we can recap what's happened uh, in this part-time nonsense legislative hall session. Talk to some people about that. That should be fun. We're going to have uh, Hassani Perkins back in to talk about what he's doing. He's difficult. He's got tons of stuff going on. But I was only able to speak to him over Zoom. He's going to come in, talk about his, his work. So we got tons of stuff. Also, look at the great stuff we've put on the Delaware call lately. It's been very good. I don't know if you guys noticed. We're we're really doing it. And uh, again, I I've, I harp on this and harp on this all the time. Left is best. <laughs>